Today's episode is going to be very different, and it's probably going to feel very thoughtful. I don't know. Can I call myself thoughtful? Um, I feel thoughtful. So that's what you're getting in today's episode. I want to talk about where we are, where we're going, what does the future hold? And I have some notes on it, so I'll share that with you if you're watching. Uh, we're going we're gonna to start with a fun quote from Mary Poppins. It's what I thought of as, as I titled this, The Winds of Change. Winds, in, and, and this was Bert, Dick Van Dyke. He does a great little performance on the sidewalk, and then he gets contemplative, thoughtful. Winds in the east, mist coming in, like something is brewing and bout to begin. Can't put me finger on what lies in store, but I fear what's to happen all happened before. Okay, change. Winds coming in. This is moments before we first meet Mary Poppins. And I don't know if what's to happen has happened before. Uh, arguably, you know, we've, we've seen it all before. We just have different technology today. Different, you know, the, the, the superficial details are different. But the human experience is very much the same. Um, and one of the major aspects of human experience is just change. Things are constantly changing. But right now we seem to be at some kind of inflection point. I mean, we have economic and market change going on. So we have this persistent inflation. Now we can argue back and forth about the causes of inflation and how, you know, in the early days of COVID, the government just threw money at everybody without, <laughs> without question uh, whether that was the right idea or whether their implementation was was right. Um, but that on top of low interest rates for years seems to have pushed the economy from stability to instability. Um, and as a result, of course, the government is trying to, the Fed is trying to overcorrect. And so we have the highest interest rates since before the Great Recession, right? And we have this, this incredibly fast spike in interest rates, which for some of us is beneficial, for some of us is less beneficial. It's, you know, it's a very nuanced picture of who benefits and who hurts from higher interest rates. But the truth is that interest rates have spiked quite a bit. Uh, we moved from a period of, of bull market really from 2000 late 2000 no early 2009 through 2020 with the covid interruption through 2022 and eh, 2021 right um yeah let's say 2021 and then um and then just uncertainty uh there's down and up and down and up and you know today there's actually some news that the economy grew much faster than expected in the last quarter. But then economists immediately countered that with, yeah, but we expect below trend growth for the next few quarters, right? So there's all of this uncertainty going on. And there's certainly an impact beyond finance and investing. And yes, um, there's all sorts of things that I can say to you about this. Like you ultimately have to be in charge of your own economy. You can't let the broader economy dictate your personal fortunes. 
But the reality is that all of this is going on out there, and this is top of mind for a lot of people. And it changes their behavior when it's top of mind. So all of this economic and, and market change and uncertainty, it impacts things, right? There's also massive cultural changes. Now, we can argue these have been going on for probably at least a decade or so. Um, it's hard to tell exactly how long, but there's certainly chaos, divisiveness, and distrust of uh, familiar institutions that have been driving a lot of behavior recently. And it's amplified in recent war and geopolitical conflict, right? We have uh, Israel and Gaza, we have Ukraine, um, and those are the biggest hotspots, but they're not alone in the world. Like there's geopolitical conflict that may not have flared up into active war right now going on in lots of places around the world. And um, on one side, you have people, you know, saber rattling around that. And on another side, we have just an exhaustion with all of this and a desire for stability, a desire for normalcy. And I, I'd say that I fall under that camp is to like, I mean, it's, uh, it's not blind optimism or Pollyanna-ish perspective, but I believe that peace is better than war and cooperation is better than conflict. And um, I, I think that there are a lot of people like me who feel exhausted with all the conflict going on, uh, both inside cultures, like inside the U.S. culture, and um, cross-culture. And, and that's when you deal with all the political, geopolitical conflict, right? But all of this is going on, right? There's also technological change. Uh, global broadband has continued. That's, you know, high-speed internet all around the world has continued to make an impact such that, you know, it, it, it is doing a, 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 a thing that governments couldn't intentionally do. It's leveling the playing field in a lot of ways, at least for access to information, and access to opportunities. And so one microcosm of how that shows up is, you know, 20 years ago, if a copywriter was, was doing their thing, they may have had to be in the city of the marketer that they wanted to work for, the business that they wanted to work for. Um, and so there was big advantages, for example, to being in New York City or being in places like that that were central to uh, certain marketing and business opportunities, right? And then today, all of that has moved online, and I would say largely for good. I'm not being a Luddite here. I'm not saying we need to, you know, cut everybody's internet connection. Um, it's moved online, and we have people who have incredible talents coming from places where, you know, that wasn't that wasn't thought of before. It wasn't considered before, and we have those people having the same kind of instant access to each other and to clients that 
so many people have had. And so we have this global marketplace of um, services, of expertise, right? And also global marketplace of uh, being able to sell, right? Depending on what you sell, it doesn't matter where in the world you are, you can sell to any market, right? And so that's all going on. And I think that that was certainly uh, accelerated by COVID and this whole idea of uh, being able to work remotely, right? Uh, it's certainly not going backwards. Then in the last year or so, we've had AI just completely explode on the scene. And it was growing before that, right? It was, it was early, but then ChatGPT launched and suddenly there's all this generative AI that seems to be changing everything. And, um, you know, I've, I've talked previously about the hype cycle, and I think that there's a lot of promise in AI, but there's also a lot of hype and a lot of misrepresentation of its actual capabilities. So the people who are succeeding most with it right now are those who understand what it can and can't do and are leveraging it for what it can do, right? But then in the context of all of this, we have this exponential technological growth curve. If you look at Moore's Law, it said that, uh, well, it specifically it said that um, that computing power would double and the chips per, or, or, or bytes per surface area or whatever <laughs> of, a, of a computer chip would have, right? And so you get this like, um, over over every couple of years, and I'm misquoting it because I didn't think to put it in my notes here, but essentially technology doubles every every couple of years or so, and has continued to double in power. And so we have increasing computing power, increasing storage, increasing bandwidth, increasing capabilities. Right? We have all of this going on, and accessible to everybody, and uh, it changes things and it doesn't. Right? There's still some fundamental things like humans are are human beings and are going to respond to their human desires and their human needs. But the capabilities created through technological change are fascinating and something to stay on top of, right? There's also some marketing and business change that's going on. So there's increasing ad costs. Uh, it's getting more and more expensive to put your ads in front of people. It's getting more and more expensive to get clicks. It's getting more and more expensive to bring new people in the door, especially on the platforms that have the most traffic. And there's lots of reasons for this. There's competition, there's uh, individual marketers' willingness to spend, there's lots of different things that contribute to this, like inside that, uh, that auction environment where we're all competing for you know, the same limited audience. Uh, that's gonna drive up the, the ad costs uh, on, on a longer term basis. But I think less visible is there's also uh, what I perceive as de decreasing trust, right? We've, maybe this is tied to the cultural stuff, right? But I think there's something else going on here where people, you know, more and more, every audience is a hyper-sophisticated, hyper-aware audience that has, you know, seen everything, heard everything, had every promise made and broken, has, um, has thought that they were on the cusp of a solution and didn't get it, right? And so these 
hyper aware audiences, they're less likely to respond. They're less likely to respond to the next promise, the next, you know, uh, promise that this is different, right? Uh, the next claim, they're less likely to respond to that. And that's a challenge. It's not a challenge that uh, is impossible to overcome, but it's a challenge, right? And honestly, I'm hearing in the last few years, there are some broken business models. Um, very big businesses in direct response are facing challenges that they haven't seen before. And it's significantly impacting revenue. And it's not that those businesses are going to fail. Some of them may. But it may be that they cannot continue they cannot reach their previous levels of success by doing the thing that worked before. Something may have to change. And uh, it may be a completely new business model by the time they emerge on the other side. I also, you know, I'm experiencing personal change. Um, I have a desire to refocus my thinking, my energy to... Uh, making sure that I am delivering the value that I want to be delivering in the world. I want to ensure my own best path going forward, right? And I'm sure that you feel that same way too. You know, in, in times of uncertainty, uh, you may have a desire to refocus to make sure that you're going down the best path, right? And uh, what I'm going to say today is that the future of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets is likely to look a little bit different than it looks even this week. And I'm not going away, I'm not gonna disappear, but things are going to change and I'm gonna make an announcement about that tomorrow. So I will just strongly encourage you to check out tomorrow's episode because it's gonna be, uh, you know, it's gonna be information about what's coming next for Breakthrough Marketing Secrets and for BTMS Insiders. There's going to be some change. Uh, my call to action for you really at the end of this episode is just make sure you come back for tomorrow's episode uh, or subscribe by email. Uh, make sure you're on my email list so that you get updates, not just in tomorrow's episode, if you watch on YouTube or listen, uh, you know, via your podcast player, but make sure you get those email updates for, uh, for making sure you know what's coming next and making sure you're a part of it. So I'm Roy Fur, this Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll catch you again in tomorrow's episode. See you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.